rebound tap taken by Rondell Walker. Four seconds down the Florida Thompson for the slam. 61-54 Cowboys. Baylor inbounds. The game ends in the most improbable of circumstances. Oklahoma State has done something a Cowboy basketball team has never done before. The Cowboys playing their third road game in five days have beaten the number one ranked team in the AP poll on the road. It's never been done before. Iron privates for the Cowboys. What a victory. Unbelievable. 61-54 over the Baylor Bears. Incredible performance. Now, back to the voice of the national championship Baylor Bears, John Morris. Back with us, John Morris Show, live from Stillwater. Highlight cut courtesy of the Cowboys Sports Network from Learfield. That was back on January 15th. Cowboys came into the Farrell Center and knocked off Baylor. Uh, I think something that had never been done before, at least in that respect, winning over the Bears ranked number one in the nation, the Cowboys winning on the road. And uh, now the rematch comes up tonight here in Gallagher-Iba Arena. Uh, Baylor and Oklahoma State on Big Monday on ESPN. Let's go over to the arena and welcome in John Holcomb, the longtime color analyst for Oklahoma State. And John, nice enough to step away from the team's pregame shoot-around to visit with us. And we appreciate that. How you doing this afternoon? Well, I'm going through something that I normally go through, John, on uh, a midweek or weekday game, and that is circle the parking lots outside the arena looking for a closer <laughs> spot than they actually put us with the media parking. <laughs> and I'm not having much success right now. Oh, man. You don't have your own personal parking spot? There's not the John Holcomb no. spot right outside the arena? No, I, that, you're confusing me with Dave. I mean, Hunziker's got the all-access yeah, well, anywhere pass. Yeah, well, I thought I would think you would, too, so... All right, well, thanks for uh, messing with us while you're looking for a parking spot. We are staying at the Atherton, which is really nice, by the way. Just come park over here, and uh, we can walk to the game. I mean, it's it's really close. Yeah, see, that's nice. And, it, you know, the shame, the only shame of this is, because I'm looking forward to seeing you, but, you know, the, you. The, you're missing out by this not being a Wednesday game. You know, you could have hung out, you and Pat could have hung out for wine and cheese Wednesdays at the Atherton in the lobby with Larry Reese, the uh, PA oh. voice of the oh. company. So he could he could make you, really? he could, I have no idea if that's actually a thing, but it sure sounds like it should be. <laughs> it really should be. We might stay over. I'll, I'll talk to Larry and see if that's going to happen Wednesday, and we'll just <laughs> well, stay over until Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, if you're here Wednesday, you may not get back until about Friday based on the forecast. So you, you might oh, get out of here. I know. I've seen, I've seen that. Isn't that unbelievable? So what is it today? 75 today, and what is it? Snow and ice coming in by Wednesday. Yep, Wednesday and then Thursday, and uh, we all just kind of hope for a quick thaw on Friday. Oh, unbelievable. Wow. Well, uh, let's see. We've touched on uh, wine and cheese. We've touched on parking issues. We've touched on the weather. Let's talk some basketball now. And uh, we heard the cut 
from you and Dave, mostly Dave, into the game uh, when you guys won in Waco. You know, what I remember thinking back on that game was going into the game, you, you guys were on the end of uh, three games in five days, 3,000-mile road trip, and I thought they've got to be worn out, you know, and, and Baylor should have an advantage playing them, but lo and behold, uh, Cowboys found a way to win that game. You know, you, you and Dave and I all thought the same thing. In fact, I'll let you in on a little story. On the way from the hotel to the arena that day, Dave and I are in the car, and we have one of our young student managers who likes to get over extra early. You know, he's going to be a success in life because he wants to be ultra prepared. <laughs> so Brady um, <laughs> one, asked if he could ride with us, and so we said, sure. So this, so he kind of made it a habit. Well, in this, this case, he gets in, and we start out of the parking lot, and he says, well, guys, he goes, what do you think about today? And Dave and I both launch into separately our voice of experience and reason and all of that. This is why it's going to be almost impossible to win here today. Uh, third game in five days, you haven't had any success, and Baylor just gotten beaten at home earlier in the week and is probably angry and frothing at the mouth. And he, all of this stuff, and we kind of stop, and then Dave asked Brady, he said, well, what do you think? And Brady says, well, you know, I'm, I'm usually a pretty optimistic guy. I've actually got a pretty good feeling about this one. So there's about five or six seconds of silence right after that as we're kind of processing Brady's unbridled optimism. And I, and I just said, well, you know, the right. wonderful thing about college basketball, Brady, is that anything can happen. And that's kind of where we left it. Hmm. And But to mm -hmm. see it play out the way that it did, I, I'm still shocked at a lot of it. And uh, – it's really become one of the signature moments in a season full of ups and downs. That's a great story. The question now is, uh, does Brady, uh, do you make Brady ride with you to every game now? Are you superstitious <laughs> in that way? <laughs> well, there's, you know, there's been a couple of those that, you know, how travel can go on the road sometimes. Most of the time you like to go with the team, but sometimes you don't. And it's probably on me because I drove to Lawrence last week, so Brady didn't ride over with us. And in the previous time when we yep, were in Manhattan, I did travel with the team, but we didn't have a car. We had to get a ride over there, and, and he didn't go with us then either. So we got to get that figured out for Ames and also for uh, uh, for Norman, I guess, Saturday. Norman, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd make sure he was uh, sitting in the same seat and riding with you <laughs> that he did that day <laughs> when you guys won in Waco. Well, that was a great win. It really was. Um, tell me about uh, the team seems like, man, it just seems like Coach Boynton has done a great job this year of getting the team to play hard, play their best every game. You're coming off an overtime win over Kansas State, uh, despite the fact that you don't have that carrot of the uh, postseason uh, in Big 12 tournament or NCAA tournament at the end of the year. Yeah, they would have uh, they would have mailed it in a lot earlier if they if they really didn't care and if he wasn't really getting through to them and they weren't respecting what he wants, what the staff wants, and and didn't have you know a ton of personal pride and just want to chalk it up to woe is us. Oh well, let's just play out the string. Um, almost like a, oh, I don't know, our early 80s Sacramento Kings season. It's probably what it would have been like. Right. But, the, uh, the you know, the, he's gotten on them a little bit more at certain times as the season has gone on. Like late January, 
early February, right before the trip to Manhattan, he wasn't happy with the level of intensity and some of the things that you normally can control in a game, the game prior to the game at Kansas State. And, you know, all of a sudden it became, we're going to go out, we're going to go early mornings for a couple of days. And this is coming off a Saturday game. You have Sunday off and then you were played at Kansas State on Wednesday and they went early morning, Monday and Tuesday prior to that. And you could say, well, Maybe you're taking a risk with that next game if you're just trying to win every one of them like you normally do. But it was almost like he was he was really sending a message right before then to help set the tone for the rest of the run. And you you played well, but you gave up Nigel Pack's three at the end of that game to to lose that one. But but it really set the tone for the way they played against Oklahoma in Bedlam here in Stillwater that next Saturday. And it's pretty much maintained itself the, the, because there are only so many things you can control in basketball, as you well know, effort and intensity and, you know, staying locked in mentally. Those are things that typically you can, you can control. You can't control the whistle. You can't control whether the ball goes in the basket a lot of times. But, you know, if, if, you're, if you're in charge as much as you can be of, of what you can control, then, I mean, you live with some of the other stuff. And for the most part, they've done a good job. But it, it's, it's been more of a of roller coaster season, even within games, than I've ever experienced in, in the time that I've been doing these games. And you, you would think at some point, when it's that much that way, that guys are going to look down the road and go, eh, it just wasn't our year. You know, but they really haven't done that. That's really impressive. I mean, uh, you give Coach Boynton a lot of credit and the staff and, and your guys, too, you know, for staying uh, dialed in and playing hard and being very, very, I mean, more than competitive. Uh, you're 6-8 and eight in the league. You're 5-2 and two at home in conference games. So playing really, really well. What about uh, what about the fans, the crowds? Have they have they been good? Have they been supportive uh, here at home? They have for the most part. They really have, and it's uh, it's been good to see. You know, especially Bedlam. Obviously, you're always going to get a, a good crowd for that, regardless of how your season's going. And then you know, Saturday they were they were really good again. Two days ago. It, it was almost surprising at times, especially when it came off of a couple of losses. Like you lost early in non-conference to Oakland, and you barely beat Cleveland State, and you kind of thought, "Wow, this is this is going to be this is this is going to be kind of rough." You're going to have to manufacture your own momentum, even even at home, which is so difficult when you get to conference play anyway. And they responded. I mean, the students have been pretty good, and then when you're pretty much guaranteed you may see if if you're not just going to blow someone out, you're going to see a game that's going to go to the wire. Well, then you've kind of not hurt yourself in fan support department either because they're in for a good time, and it's not going to be done. It's like a good movie. It's not going to be done until the final seconds. Yeah, yeah. John Holcomb, our guest, uh, OSU color analyst, big-time TV anchor from Tulsa also, and uh, which brings to mind uh, the Fighting Paul Mills of ORU. Um, what did you think about the end of that game the other day, ORU in North Dakota State? You know, uh, for, for those who aren't aware, it was, uh, it's become the thing now, an altercation in the handshake line after the game. And, uh, I, listen, I'm, I'm in the firm 
camp of don't do away with post-game handshakes, just grow up and be better mm-hmm. as a general rule. Uh, because I don't know how we've gotten to this point, but we've what, been shaking hands after games for how long now? Since they right, actually, right, I mean, for, yeah. for decades. I mean, uh, what's, what's changed other than social media has allowed some people to get more angry than they should be. But in, in, in that case, you know, it's, it's a hotly contested game. It was close about midway through the second half, and then North Dakota State pulled away. And, and there's been, I don't know if you can call it bad blood between the two, but there's always, you know that it's going to be a physical game with the Bison. And, you know, Dave Richmond is, uh, he's not going to back down from anybody, the head coach there. And, and Paul's not going to back down from anybody either. It, it, even though sometimes that's hard to recognize with some of his post-game comments, because I think Paul gets so caught up in um, what's going on in the game that if you catch him at the right time, he's got great personality and he gives you some great sound bites. And at other times it's almost like he's reliving the game in his head while he's answering a question. So, <laughs> Something was said, and what the way it was described to me, as you got the reaction on social media, it was one of the guys that, that works with me, Jonathan Husky, said, I didn't realize there were four North Dakota State fan accounts even existing on social media, but they were all coming out, you know, how they can all pile up on everything. And then you kind of – then you go, uh, well, who – because then it, then it gets into the very very tribal part of it where one is calling the other's coach a real jerk and maybe that's really not the case, you know, and uh, I'm not sure I can fit in here. I'd like to try. Nope, that was going to be a front row seat there. Uh, anyway, so uh, come on, you know, man. Paul immediately apologizes. Oh, well, I mean, it's it's a big Jeep that, that I'm going to kind of him in there, and I, I don't, I'm not going to win that battle. But, you know, Paul apologizes immediately afterward, and the league fined him and fined Richmond each $5,000, and then half-game suspensions for two players on each team. And you know what the funny thing about that was? That was the first game on their road trip, so then they go to North Dakota on Saturday, and they beat North Dakota by 14 or so, and NDSU loses at home to Kansas City, so all of that battle for second place in the league, it's almost like that whole thing didn't matter because ORU's back in second yeah. place after all of that had happened. It's a wash. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, when I see you tonight, remind me to tell you a Paul Mills story from a trip we had way back to Missouri, okay? Okay. So I'll, let, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that off that. the air when we come back. <laughs> Yeah, it's nothing bad, but I, it's not worth rehashing here on the air, but I'll tell you a little bit later. Hey, uh, you have been a gentleman and a scholar talking to us while you're trying to find a parking place, and we appreciate it. And uh, I will see you over at the arena here in just a little bit, but thanks for being on with us. Well, sure, John. Thanks for watching the Oklahoma Ford Sports Blitz last night. At, at least now I know oh, that one person was watching while we stayed up last night. <laughs> I was with you, and it was great to see. I got the Oklahoma City version of that. Now, is there a Tulsa version of that where you're actually uh, uh, on set and Dean is in a monitor? <laughs> no, that's the, that's the way it goes. That's just the way it goes. I know. You're a, you're a TV veteran, and you, you know that listen, you can only do so much in local TV, and if you stick me in a monitor, yeah. it's probably an improvement anyway. 
Oh, no. That was a great show. Y'all did a great job. I was uh, telling David Kay about what a good show it was last night. Hey, man, thanks. You're very busy, and uh, you need a parking spot, but uh, thanks for your time. We'll see you in a little bit. Thanks, John. Always good to talk to you. All right. All right, man, thanks. That is uh, John Holcomb, longtime color analyst for Oklahoma State. Like I said, big-time uh, TV sports anchor at KOTV in Tulsa and makes that drive from Tulsa to Stillwater quite a bit. And, uh, gosh, you would think they would uh, have a, a, a marked parking spot for John as much as he comes here, as much as he contributes to uh, Oklahoma State. We'll take a break. We'll be back. Final segment. Look ahead. 